Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Pray, Father, we are grateful unto you. We thank you because you are our Father. Your word is anointed to bless us, and our lives will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, say a big amen. amen. Acts chapter 9, verse number 4 to 6. In Acts chapter 9, we know of the famous story of Saul who was going to Damascus to persecute Christians and on his journey the Bible said and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him Saul Saul why persecutest thou me and he said who art thou Lord and the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And when he stood up, look at him trembling. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what would thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city and it shall be told thee, what thou must do. Praise the Lord. We are considering first fruits, part one. First fruit, part one. Please take your seat. The conversion of Apostle Paul is a very special one that mostly people get to know the Lord Jesus Christ by another person preaching to them. But this man was on his way to destroy disciples who were following jesus christ mostly in the damascus area and on his way there the lord met him on the way and gave him an encounter that brought him his conversion into christianity he describing the matter to timothy said he was very injurious he used to blaspheme he persecuted the church, but God showed him mercy and committed the gospel into his hands. Now, when we look into the matter of Saul on his way to Damascus, we realize that immediately he had that encounter. He didn't know what was happening, so he started asking questions. When he fell to the head, he heard a voice mention his name. Why are you persecuting me? So he inquired, who are you? The me, you know, is who? Because as far as he was concerned, he needed to know exactly what he was dealing with. And the Lord said unto him, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. I am Jesus. 
And Saul is showing us a key to success when you begin an encounter in a year, an encounter on your way. This is the beginning of success to everybody who is on a journey. Saul is on a journey to Damascus. He's having an encounter and he's showing us how to make that journey successful. So in verse 6, you see our brother asking another question. And the question he's asking is, and he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Mike Maddox said that a question is one of the most important things in this life. People who know how to ask the right questions always receive solutions to life. So when you start a year, one of the things that should be on your mind is not the end product you want to receive. It's knowing how to receive it or the journey you are on, how to get there. So Saul is asking questions. And he's doing that by trembling. That tells you about the agency he attached to such a perspective of life. What will thou have me to do? When we start a year, obviously God has blessed the year for us, his children. But wisdom demands that we ask him, what will thou have us to do in order to maximize the year? What do you want me to do? Most people, when they go around greatness, they look at the product of greatness. They never ask questions. Whenever you go around a great person and you want to collect the product around the great person, the material ones, they see that you are not serious. The reason why most people are around rich people and their lives are still poor is that they are interested in receiving stipends. But if you are around a rich person, you can receive an idea. You can ask for something. You have to receive the knowledge of how they got there. You can even give them a product, a service you can render. I've seen that there is a gap here. And I can fill this gap for you. And you see, Bill Gates is paying people to think for him. Dan Gote is paying people to think for him because you get to a certain level and you can't think again. And you need some free-minded people to be thinking for you. So when you go around people, they like thinkers. Bring something on board or ask a question that will provoke the lion to rise up to do something. So Saul is asking the Lord, what would you have me to do? And the Lord told him, rise up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The question is, in this year 2021, are we asking the right questions? 
what should I do in my spiritual space in order for me to secure my destiny? And he said, you will be told. That is to say that there is no question without an answer. If you would dare to ask it, the answer will show up. You will be told what you must do. I'm praying that this year you will be told what you must do. Please, one of the things that makes people miss their success is that sometimes they are not ready to do what they are told to do. <laughs> you can be asking all the questions and still having a particular fixated answer in your pocket. <clears throat> that is, you must answer me based on what I think the answer should be. Are we on the same page? And so when the answer doesn't go based on what they think the answer should be, they don't do anything. But I'm telling you that if you had the answers, your level will not be where you are. And that is why sometimes the blessing God gives you is to send somebody or people who tell you what you must do. And when Saul got into the city, God now commanded Ananias to go to Saul. And tell him what he must do. And it is what Ananias told him that saved his life even in that city. He told him that this time around when you are going out of this city. Don't go through the door. You need to be lowered through a window in a basket. Now when will going through a window in a basket come into your head for exiting a city? You see we must put ourselves in a position where... We operate in a superior wisdom from a perspective of humility. Please watch it. Superior wisdom from the position of meekness. Where you are willing to be told what to do. And many people resist this. You can't tell me what to do. You are not the one to tell me what to do. I'm an adult. <laughs> you are Methuselah. <laughs> Hey. Please tell somebody you must be told what to do. Because you don't know what to do all the time. Especially when you start a year. And you start a relationship with the Lord. You have to be told what to do. And please tell the person that whoever God will send. To tell you what to do. Is speaking the mind of God. So take it as the mind of God. Wow. The first thing that should come out of your mouth is this 2021, Lord, what would you have me to do? In Acts chapter 2 verse 7, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, when the outpouring, when the encounter came, the Bible said, and they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak what? Galileans. Let's read some more. And how hear we every man in our own language? Praise the Lord. And as they continued asking questions, 
they now hit the nail on the head in verse 37. He said, now when they heard this, Peter was preaching, they heard it. They were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? <laughs> they, they saw the encounter. Now they heard the preaching. They said, well, it looks like God has set the table. He has come. We have also heard the preaching when their heart was pricked. And I know that as we are here, we, our hearts have been pricked that this year something good must happen in our lives. So when, when you are marveled, when your heart is pricked, when you have a dream, when you have a desire, when you have a vision, what, what should be your first point of call for you to be successful? We say, men and brethren, we have seen all these wonderful things. What do we need to do? There is anointing in the presence of God. There are blessings here. But the question is, what does a Christian need to do to secure his or her life in a year like this? What do we need to look at the scripture again? What do we, I like it. He says that, men and brethren, what shall we what do? Wise people ask questions though. Serious questions. How is it that you have gone through many years loving the Lord and still when it comes to moving up in terms of spiritual material and other things, it looks like, yeah, <laughs> my mouth will not say it. It looks like it. You have to ask the Lord, what, what is it that we have to do, men and brethren? There are things to do. In Acts chapter 9, I've already said in Acts chapter 16, verse 30. Acts chapter 16, verse 30. This, these are believers talking. Now, they put the disciples in jail. And the Bible makes us understand that. And brought them out. And said, says. Now, let's do some from verse number 27. What they put the, these disciples in jail. And the Bible said, and the keeper of the prison are waking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open. He drew out his sword. Now, I, I want us to go back even further. Do 24. And when, <laughs> 24, who having received such a charge, trust, no, go back, 22. I want you to see why he was reacting the way he was reacting. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrate rent off their cloth and commanded to beat them. 23. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in stocks, in chains. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were what? Loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. 
Because they told me, if these people run away, we'll kill you. So when he woke up and the doors had been opened and they were not there, he didn't see, he saw the doors open. They were there, but he saw the doors open. He wanted to kill himself. Before he's killed, you know, he wanted to kill himself. But when the, Paul saw that he had drawn his sword to kill himself, Bible said, Paul cried with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm, for we are all what? Here. Hey. But 29, then he called for a light <laughs> and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. And look at verse 30. And brought them out and said, says, what must I do to be saved? This one that we saw you preach your God. We were so angry we put you in jail. And you are in jail. I put you in the innermost jail. And the jail has been opened. And the keys are still in my pocket. Nah. This is too much. And the thing opened and you still didn't run away. Because it doesn't matter where we put you. Your God will come back and open this thing. Nah. What I have seen. No. It is not to follow the people who threatened me or employed me again. No. What must I do to be saved like the way you people know? You are saved. No. Or else, suicide all the way. <laughs> if you are not asking questions, you are committing suicide. Without knowing, the man wanted to kill himself. So sometimes you will really think you are working hard for yourself. But you are killing yourself. If you are not asking questions. The way you are going, there may be a better way to go. And if you ask questions, you'll be saved. What must I do to be saved? There are things you do to be saved. Financially, spiritually, maritally, career-wise, there are things you do to be saved. If you'll be safe in this life, you must ask questions. To know what to do to be saved. So for me as a Christian, when the year starts, I'm always asking questions. What must I do to be saved? And I begin to look at what the Bible instructs us to do. So that we will be what? Saved. And that is why we are going to be talking about the first fruit. Because you have to be told what you must do. Sometimes even when you know what you must do, you must be told what you must do. Paul talking to them, he said that, I'm not telling you all these things because you don't know, but I have to tell you. Because there's a way that you know what to do and you don't get to do it until you are told to do it. I remember when I was younger, my mother had a principal I like to play football, so I'll go and play football. But I was a border boy. I had to go and throw the refuse um, away and dump it at the refuse dump. And that is like maybe maximum 10 minutes away from house in the community. This thing. And bath before I can eat dinner. But after going to play football and coming back, you know, the rules are clear. And I know exactly what to do. And the ball idea is there from morning till evening. 
and I have to dump it every day. But even though I know what to do, sometimes I want to go around my mother using, according to me, you know, emotions and sen sentiments and sensitivities. And man, my mother will be dead. She'll be dead like Rock of Ages. Governor, no problem. Eguara. Mm -hmm. No, come so the show. Say, say, go to border ningwa. Indizi. Sometimes the food will be there, and this thing is not foul. But knowing what to do does not always make you do what you have to do. So this woman will hold the food. She was training my mind to be disciplined. Until when I give up, I will now go and <laughs> throw the, the, the refuse, the rubbish away, and then come back and whether I will do bodomo, you know bodomo, like you don't bath well. <laughs> but you still must bath. When I come, then she'll be smelling my armpit. Ha, this old woman, no be small matter, old mama. <laughs> you didn't bath well, I'll go ball. This is before I was 10. My mother died when I was 10. So between 7 and 10, I'm telling you this. And she would drag me with another water. <laughs> and bath you well, well. Then you see that food is on ground. <laughs> Though we know what to do, we don't always do it. So sometimes you have to be reminded, you have to be told, you have to be instructed. And sometimes, worst case now, you have to be commanded. What to do for you to be safe. And we used to live in the midst of like fisher folk, typical fisher folks. My mom and a few, a big compound house where people who had been educated and worked in maybe Ghana Water Company, just a few, blah, blah, blah. And you know, fisher folks, some won't bath, they won't change their cloth, blah, blah, blah. So even though we're in their midst, she didn't want us to conform. So she was, eh. sometimes she would chase me. We had some seven stairs to the gate. She would chase me and, you know, I would be running, but I learned she was an athlete when she was in school. She would catch me. <laughs> she would be beating me while she was bringing me home. I got you in the Hey, Kalala Bahasa. We have heard the first fruit in this church. But you have to be told what you must do. There is always an anointing on what you are told to do. When you are told, a new anointing comes upon what you are told to do. And that new anointing takes you to newer dimensions and new levels. Praise the Lord. So we are going to consider the first fruit. Because you have to ask what you must do, and you must be told what you must do. In the book of Luke, chapter 2, we learned that Jesus, in verse 21 to 24, last week, we are seeing here that Jesus represents the first fruit. Luke, chapter 2, 
21, the Bible said, And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was what? Conceived in the womb. And when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. They brought him to do what? Please take note of these things. To present him to the Lord. To present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. So here we are seeing that. Jesus is being brought to the temple to be presented unto the Lord. To the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is a service of dedication. He's being brought to the Lord. Why? Because the command was that in verse 23, every male that opened the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. That means every male that opened the womb belongs to God. So it shall be set aside for the Lord. The principle of the first fruit states that every first produce that God gives you in the year or every first harvest that God gives you, the first and the best must be given to God. So, when you are asking, what must I do in the year? You have to look at it from God's perspective first. How, what does God require of me or from me in the year? What has his word said? His word has said that whatever opened the womb in the year must be given to him. It should be brought to him as a present. They went to present him to the Lord. Question is, somebody who has been spoken of before he was born, somebody whose ministry has been spoken of, his purpose and everything, angels came to prophesy about, is it really necessary to take him back to the Lord again? Naturally, the answer is no. Too much supernatural things have already happened. But they were following what they had been told to do. So they went to present him before the Lord. Why? Because the first fruit belonged to God. And Jesus is the only begotten son of the father. The first male must be given to God. Whatever opens the womb must be given to God. And he told them that if it's a human being, when you go, there are certain sacrifices or offerings to do to redeem that human being before the Lord. So when they went, they gave a pair of turtle dove and two young pigeons. That is to say that he had been redeemed. Praise the Lord. If it was a sheep, the sheep would have been slaughtered on the, on the altar directly. But God didn't want human blood. So he says that when you give birth to a boy, when you go, there are sacrifices or offerings you you present before the Lord, and those offerings will represent that human being. Praise the Lord. Are you here now? So when the year begins, please, 
Our order is the order of the first fruit. That's how we start the year. In 1 Corinthians 15, 20 to 23, you will see that Jesus is the first fruit, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that word slept. Is there any amb ambiguity about it? No, Jesus himself is the first fruit. I'm showing you why it is important to the Holy Spirit that we follow this path. Because we don't seem to have a problem following the path of the tithe. But we, we may have a challenge following the path of the first fruit because you are giving the whole to God. The next verse says that, For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all what be made alive. So you see that within the first fruit, there is life for the believer from the opposition of death. Please. Christ is the first fruit of all them that died. And his resurrection gives life to us so that we are able to live a successful life. When you follow him as a first fruit, every dead thing in your life receives the resurrection power to live and be fruitful. So, if you look at the verse number 24, it is very clear. It says that, then come at the end. No, please, I mean, just do, yeah. But every man in his own order, 23, but every man in his own, please read it. But every man in his own what? One more time. And then he brought a colon. And then he's saying what? Christ. The what? Afterward, they that are Christ at his what? Coming. So he's showing us that there are people whose order is the Adamic order. And that order leads to death. But every man in his own order for those of us who are working in Christ, Christ is our order. And the order of Christ follows after the first fruit. Please watch it again. 23 is crucial. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruit, semicolon. And he's talking about other things. So when you are a believer, what is your order of covenant? As far as starting the year is concerned. What's your order? Your order is the order of Christ. And Christ's order follows after the offering of the first fruit. So when there's a teaching on the first fruit, it's nothing strange. It's actually the obvious. But it's difficult sometimes to do what the obvious is. If you have not been taught well. So every year we spend time to teach on the first fruit so that you will follow your order. Now when you hear someone criticizing about why should somebody carry the whole salary of January and give it to God, what would they eat? When you are talking about covenant, you don't talk about what to eat because the covenant takes care of your provision.
Your order defines your sustenance. So, people who are not after the order of Christ may question the first fruit, but it is okay because that is not their order. Praise the Lord. Every man after their own what? Order. The question is, do you know your own order? That's the question. What is your order? How does God order your steps into your wealthy place? Into a successful year? I really thank God that the COVID came. Members of this church, some people got COVID, but God showed us mercy that we lost no one. God showed us mercy. And so, because we have our order. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ask somebody, what is your order? <laughs> Which order do you follow? Is it to eat your first fruit? <laughs> or to offer it? Or to redeem it? Please tell someone, let it enter your heart. Let it enter your heart. Because you are supposed to ask what you must do. And you have to be told what you must what? The Holy Spirit, one of his work is to remind us. Remind us. Convict us of things that we must do and we must not do. One of the things that a believer who is serious with God and serious about the prophetic word on their lives will do is that they will follow their order. See, that is why faith follows a particular order. And because of that, not everybody will understand your own order. We, we don't understand the people who are chanting in the dark shrines. We don't understand them. It's a very strange order. That you go and be calling some strange spirit from the water. and Like, what is wrong with you? The same way they also don't understand us. That we are standing here in an open space. And we are praying to the Holy Spirit without seeing any image coming out. They are also asking us, what is wrong with us? Because every man and their own what? So if it is not your order, it looks strange. But it's important that you know your order. The order of Christ for all who are in Christ. Is to follow the first fruit principle. If you follow the first fruit principle, you will see all that Christ did. And you see, the first fruit principle is tied to his death and resurrection. And these two are the most important things for Christians. Most important part is the death and resurrection of Christ. For everything we do, we are who we are because of that. That is our order. Lift your hands and say, first fruit is my order to proceed in the year 2021. And I have to follow that order. This is my covenant channel to proceed in the year. Praise the Lord. The jailer said, what must I do to be what? Saved. 
So when Jesus was, so even though Jesus is God in man, he had to be presented in the temple because he was the first fruit of the father. He was the first male of the mother. God's son, Joseph's son, Mary's son. He didn't say, oh, me, you know, because I am a Genkwano, or Mary will say that, because me, I have been told that what I'm giving birth to is a savior, you know, I will not follow the order. No. If Jesus subjected himself to that order, we, the offsprings of Christ, must subject ourselves to that order. It is in that that we will see the blessings of the Lord in our lives. Are you here at all? Jesus was offered. You have to be offering. Praise the Lord. It's powerful. The first fruit is not just a law. It goes beyond that. Abel is the first person who offered the first fruit. And there was no law. He sent it to God. If you read the book of Hebrews and Genesis, you will see that Abel is the first who honored God with the first fruit. And it is enviable, so enviable that Cain killed him. And, the, and the, see, the order is so powerful that he offering the first fruit, Bible says that God accepted him. And Cain was rejected. Why was Cain rejected? Because his offering was rejected. It was not the first fruit. Whether you will receive a certain measure of favor for the year or not, what you offer determines whether you'll be accepted or you'll be rejected when it comes to covenant. So, I don't like to teach things from my head. I like to teach things Bible says we should teach. And when we follow what the Lord says we should follow, we will be blessed. Look at John chapter 1, verse number 5. John 1. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Go back to verse number 2. The same was in the beginning with God. It's talking about the word of God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything that was made. It's talking about the word of God. You cannot bypass the word and see any important thing made in your life. It's not possible. And darkness would depart because your life is seated in the word. The word is light and it shines in darkness and darkness could not comprehend it. You can pray and sweat and still suffer like many are suffering. And when I'm talking about prayer, please, I keep telling you that most of you don't pray as much as I do. And I'm still telling you that it is not in the amount of prayers you make. It is in your level of obedience to the Lord and his word. That determines your level of power and provision. 
If you are praying and living in disobedience, you will see that you are just perspiring, sweating and worrying yourself. So as we believe in prayer, we must lay covenant platforms for the Lord to visit us as we pray. Praise the Lord. That's why in this church, every January, we all bring our first salary in the year to the Lord. That God, this is January opens the womb of the year. Not the first week in January. The whole January. Praise the Lord. So I cannot eat my January. That is eating my destiny. And if your father is a prophet and you eat your first fruit, the ministry of your father will not save you from what the first fruit is supposed to give you. Covenant is covenant. Abraham entered into covenant. When Isaac came, he had to face God himself. Jacob had to face God himself. There is a level your father's covenant can take you to, but when you come of age, you must find God for yourself. Yeah, that's why a pastor's son will not go to heaven because the father was preaching or the father knew Jesus. You get to a point, you have to know Jesus for yourself. Sometimes when you are praying for people who are in trouble, you find out that intercession actually, you have to be making a point. You have to be making petitions before the Lord. Supplicating. Before, it's like making your case in court. Some people, when you are praying for them, you don't have enough around them to make your case. As a pastor, you see that, Charlie, the economy you know, is bony. Like there are no windows. So you are praying for the person is in a critical condition and you are praying for God to intervene, but you do not have space to put leg leg as far as the intercession is concerned. So it's like we just leave the matter to the sovereignty of God. But when Dockers died and Peter came, the people there were weeping and wailing on the Lord that we will not bury Dockers. Because this woman, she feeds the community, she takes care of the widows, she's giving this, she's always giving, giving, giving God. You don't need Dockers in heaven now. We need her here. And by that petition, heaven won it. There's nothing like that. There were grounds for the man of God to pray. God, look at all these people weeping. If this lady is taken away, the weeping will continue. So there are grounds. Hezekiah, the same. They say he would die. He went to God and said, me. Me that brought did this, that, 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 that. Me, I would die. For where? God now says, slip of tongue. <laughs> Fifteen more years. But the prophet, you know, or can he take the man's or cast him to me and can he? Fifteen years. And I'm the account. And yes, oh, baby. I'm just telling you the bare fact. Paul was talking about Epaphras, who was an intercessor of the church. 
He says that he was sick to the point of death. But he said God showed he Paul mercy. Because the death of Epaphras would have increased his pain. So even though Epaphras was at the point of dying, Paul went to God and said, God, if Epaphras dies, I will struggle in these missions I'm doing. So please save his life for me because the guy, you know, when he goes on his knees to pray, is the reason why they are beating me and I'm not dying. And the churches too are being, Christ is being formed in people. So God said, eh, yeah, okay. That's how he healed him. Dancing and praying in church there. Anybody can do it too. But there are heavy things that must be on ground for your destiny to start soaring. First fruit is one of those things. That is why if you gain promotion, even in January when you give your salary, and then you see that God will now give you promotion in the course of the year. They take you from this level to this level. The principle is that the very first time you receive that increment, that increment belongs to God. Look at what the Bible said in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Watch it, please. Watch it carefully. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thine what? Talk to me. All thine what? All thine what? All thine what? You are a manager. They make you director. Why are you eating the first salary of directorship? What is your problem? It's a new level. It's a new weight. For you to be established there, a spirit must establish you. And it cannot happen when it, you eat it through your mouth. People who are taught well, they do well. He told Paul, he said, go in the city, you will be told what to do. Did he not do well as an apostle? Because from the beginning, he was told what to what. We are here. There are people who watch us on social media in UK, in US, and blah, blah, blah. There, they still send their, they honor the Lord with their first fruit. Minister Neji has a cousin with a wife in, in, in the UK. Always. And since they started, even the things that the law had barred them, like cases in court, that a judge... I see it is overturned. And things, the wife had tried passing driving. And you know, here, you can just have connection and you get a driver's license. It's, it's not there. It's major. Some people have done it for 10 years. They have not had it. When she, they started practicing the first fruit, the wife went for driving. It is the instructor. You see, the instructor will normally sit in and see the mistakes you make here and there or that this thing you made. And you just write their report. This one qualifies to drive. This one does not qualify. Her case, you know, it was the instructor teaching her what to do. It's like the invigilator saying that why is one plus one? Why have you written three instead of two? The instead of two you know, is the answer. 
They were moving into a new city. And then somebody went to show them a place, blah, blah, blah. Where they went to show them. Not knowing the next door neighbor is the brother's schoolmate in St. Augustine's. You watch the school. Just watch the school. And the wife is a nurse. And this lady, this guy's wife is, I think, a doctor or something. Like he said, oh, as you are coming here, no, we will make sure that I will speak to our distant that they make you work in our hospital. And the price of the building was smashed for them. In the beginning of the year, they give their first fruit. It's in thousands of pounds. Honoring the Lord. The woman will be on the husband. Hey! Don't, I like women. Their brain works sometimes better than men. Because most of the time when a family is in trouble, it is the women who really feel the thing. Especially staying with the children and all of that. I say, listen, this truth we have seen there. Don't try. Don't try it. This thing, we are sending it and it must go. And you know, if you see, the brother is more visibly spiritual. More like, you know, it's a, we are likely to even start a branch in the UK with me. Like but the wife who, does, who is, like a, a, is like a defender at the back, you know, when it comes to covenant and spiritual thing, you, you will now, she will now jump in front. Say, if I allow you, you'll be doing, we'll be praying, 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 we'll be struggling here. Do this thing. And the woman, she can wake the husband up in the night and say, you are doing this thing. <laughs> you are doing this thing. Yeah. Some year ago, he said, the husband wouldn't have done. The wife said, it will not, we will not enter this house. <laughs> We will not enter this. And when they did it, now uh, something started opening for them. And the wife said, I told you so. We are always some few margins between what God can give us and what we stand to lose for this, just disobeying him. And I will tell you for free again, as I'm taking time to teach you this, People who serve the devil, they just mentioned it once. And they went to the shrine to offer it. They don't need teaching. Yeah, the fetish priest said, don't eat your first man's salary. You bring it as a sacrifice unto the Lord. They don't need preaching, no. How many minutes have I been preaching? They don't need preaching. They just heard it once. And they sent it twice. By Christians, you know. We have to preach and preach and preach and preach and preach and preach and preach. And I'm telling you, is the reason why the haulage business is in the hands of Muslims. Is the reason why the 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 corn simple corn for the whatever they do in that time are there. More Muslims haul corn. It's like all we are doing is praying in tongues in the church. What is wrong with us? Oh! Because if you look at the Muslims, if it's, it's 
um, Ramadan. If it, if it is 40 days fast, fast without swallowing saliva, they will be doing pew, 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 pew. They will do. There's a fast that they have to give meat out. They will not eat the meat. Sometimes they even bring Christians some of the meat. Covenant does not respect your faith. Oh. Covenant, God, dear. Co do you know the Muslim? They are also seed of Abraham. And following it, God blesses them. Because if you look at that Proverbs 39. <laughs> oh, God. Have mercy on me. It's, the opening statement says, Honor the Lord with thy substance. If a servant honors a master, the master will honor the servant. If a son dishonors the father, who is the master, the master will honor the servant that honored him more than the son he gave birth to. Your sonship, dear do baby, it is useless and inconsequential when it comes to inheritance. Reuben lost it. Esau lost it. People had been losing it and people will keep losing it. You don't get it because you are just a son. Don't be. You, 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 sometimes they give to people and sons go and fight them. It's, it's my father, this thing they have given to you, blah, 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 blah. They have given. They have what? Given. Because some servants are more valuable than some sons. And the whole key is what? Honoring. That's the key. If God is saying, if you eat the first that comes out of the womb, you have dishonored me. Why would you want to dishonor God? And in the coming weeks, I'll show you scriptures that vividly says that the first fruit belongs to me. <laughs> when God says something belongs to him, you eat it, you're a thief. You're a crook. You're very dishonorable. Spiritual. Eating spirit money, no. It's dangerous. So you see that some people, when they want to deal with you, I will deal with you. They know. They know. Sure, they know. They know, pa. They really, really know. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's an offering, no? You present it before the Lord. And that presentation is called dedication. It's called what? Please, what is it called? It's called dedication. And that is why whatever is dedicated is important. You dedicate it to the Lord. And whatever is dedicated doesn't die. Prematurely. Never gets rotten. God watches over it. When Samuel was dedicated to the Lord. Bible said wherever he went. The Lord went with him. Whatever is dedicated to the Lord enjoys supernatural security. So when people honor the Lord with the first fruit, throughout the year, they have dedicated their lives to God. That is why the book of Romans, which we also look at that scripture, says that when you give the first, God protects the rest of the fruit. That giving the first makes the spirit of the Lord to protect the rest. 
And he says that God now protect the root so that the tree can bear the fruit. So all these things must make us know that the best way to order our steps is to go in the channel of the first fruit. This year, I am more determined to do my first fruit than any other year. More determined. More determined. And you will bear me witness that even when the COVID was misbehaving last year, God still showed you mercy. Serious one. It's not in vain no, that we are following the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's not in vain. And sometimes we are looking for some extraordinary happenings. And God will be saying that it has already happened. It has already happened. It's a blessing. Praise the Lord. We have to follow our order. And the order of Christ is the first fruit. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a big clap of praise. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Medina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.